Hey, girlfriend, welcome to the Wind Up Women podcast. My name is Shannon, and I am an online health mentor and a full-time corporate babe who loves all things wine and shaking up that noise that is inside your head. Say what? (laughs) Each week, I will be sharing a dose of inspiration to help you make massive changes in your mindset, motivation, and overall happiness so you can stop bottling up your potential and pour out those excuses. You in? If so, grab your wine and I'll see you on the inside. All right. Welcome to the Wind Up Women podcast. I am so excited today to welcome a beautiful guest. And I actually met her on Instagram, which is so fun. And that kind of just shows the power of social media to number one, be able to be your authentic true self and you'll attract people that you definitely relate with. And two, just to be able to know that you're not alone and you can find people wherever and whenever you want. So I met Camille and on Instagram and we just connected instantly and she was like, I would love to come on your podcast. And I just love her mission. So I know exactly like that you guys will definitely resonate with her as well. So Camille, Camille is a single mom, a business owner and a mental health advocate from Portland, Oregon. And her mission is to fight the stigma of mental health, which I am all about and normalize the emotions and promote the importance of intentional self-care. And before we hopped on and started recording, we were just talking about how she really does take that seriously. And on Tuesday morning, she definitely puts aside that time for herself, which I'm just so excited to chat more about that with her today and for you all to be able to soak up all the goodness and to know that maybe you are not like alone in feeling this way. And there are ways to like really put yourself first and fill your cup every single day. So ah, I'm just so excited to have you here and welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell us a little about you. you. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for having me. And just the point of social media. I love, I love when we can find like positive ways to use social media because there's just so much negativity out there um, and bullying and all these just very negative things. So I love taking those like positive moments from social media and really like grasping onto those. So yes, love that we've met and connected and like social media besties are like my favorite. So, um, yeah, so my name's Camille and I launched a business in May of this year, 2020. Yes. In the middle of pandemic. Um, and it is called yellow project and it is a self care subscription box company, but it's also far more than that. Um, yes, we sell subscription boxes, one time boxes as well as, um, monthly subscriptions, but the intention behind it is to promote the importance of the intentional self-care, fighting that stigma of mental health and normalizing emotions, just as you were saying, because I have struggled with mental health for my entire life. I mean, I've had my mom look back at like, memories from when I was like a toddler and she'll be like, oh, yeah, it's probably anxiety there. So um, yeah, I it's really been a mission of mine and a goal of mine for my life to, to fight that stigma because for so long I was repressing so much of my anxiety. I, um, struggled with a lot of, um, different things within like 
within depression and I repressed so much of it and hid so much of it because I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like I was broken and I, it is so important to me to help other people know that they're not alone. You are not broken and there's nothing wrong with you if you battle or struggle or navigating through any type of mental health issue. Yeah. I love that you just said like, number one, like repression, like bottling up those feelings. And at one point it's going to come up, it's going to bubble up and it's going to have that negative, (laughs) negative result. Right. So I love that you're opening up to let others know that it's okay to do that as well. And we all need to really normalize that too. So I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think that like the more, I really want to use Yellow Project also as like a platform for people to be able to tell their stories of hope within their darkness or their past darkness or their current darkness. I, I think if we're telling our stories, like while we're in that darkness and that pain of anxiety and depression or whatever the case may be, other people can hear those stories of, of hope even within that darkness and know that they're not, they're not alone. So kind of what made you just be like, okay, like I'm doing this, like I'm jumping into this business. Like I like how awesome, but I like, I know it's such like an awful time for everyone right now, but also there's beauty in this because this made us like a lot of people step back and be like, okay, what do I want? What do I want to do? How am I feeling? And how can I maybe use this time to make something beautiful out of it. Right. So what made you start like really like be like, okay, it's go time. I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love how you said that, like making like beauty from the darkness. So, um, I have a three-year-old and, um, I separated from his dad. Uh, We separated in October of last year. So it's been just under a year. And, um, a lot of darkness comes with that, no matter if it's the right decision, no matter if it was your choice, like divorce brings a lot of darkness. And, and with my pre-existing mental health issues, like I was already predisposed to that. Um, so uh, those following couple months were really, really hard. And then um, January hit, I turned 29 and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm 29. I'm getting divorced. I have a three-year-old. Like who's going to want me? Like what's, I can't even do my job anymore because I work for an experiential marketing company, which is essentially event production. And I traveled over a hundred days last year. I'm like, how, how am I going to do that? Like, wow, how that's am I going to do that? Is it, yeah. Insane. Year before that was less than a hundred, but last year was really, really crazy. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't travel a hundred days a year. I, it, it can't be my priority. Like my career has always been so important to me. I am an independent, strong. I've always been like very entrepreneur and like very business oriented. Um, I work for a company that allows me that uh, flexibility. And I've been so grateful for that. Um, but I'm like, I, I need something else. I need something different. And then um, right after I turned 29, the pandemic hit, COVID hit. So as someone who works in live events, um, they no longer exist anymore. Um, So we kind of just had to figure out something else to do. And even prior to COVID hitting um, and everything that came along with it, my, I had a conversation, a really frank conversation with my boss and he had actually challenged me to 
come up with an idea, something I'm passionate about, something that I would want to make into a business, um, something that wouldn't take me away from my kid. And um, again, it's something I, I loved. And it, it was so hard to figure out what I wanted because like, I, was, I, was, I was so depressed at that time. And if you ever experienced depression, you've ever had a loved one who was depressed, or maybe, maybe you don't, and um, you don't understand why someone who's depressed can't just, you know, get up and just hustle and, and, and just figure it out and just move on, right? Um, I like to explain this analogy of feeling like you're in this deep, dark, black hole. You know you're there. You know there's light above you. You may even have friends' arms reaching in, and you may be like fingertips away from being able to grab their hand, but you physically, emotionally, and mentally cannot even lift your head up to look them in the eye. And that's how I felt. I got out of bed because I needed to take care of my kid, but I mean, I wasn't doing well. I, I was not doing great at all. And then I started thinking, I'm like, how am I supposed to like come up with a business plan when I'm like this depressed? And then it hit me. I'm like, I want to help people who are going through something like this. Now, Yellow Project can't claim we can't cure depression, and that's not even my intention, but I want to spread the awareness that, like, you will be okay, you can be okay, you matter, you are enough, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're still here. So I... I was really hoping, I'm like, I wish there was just something that would like show up my doorstep to like remind me to take care of myself because I'm not doing great. So I'm like, I'm just going to make that. I did a lot of market research. I'm like, okay, what's out there that I can just buy for myself right now? And there, Shannon, I cannot, like, I am so blown away. There's like nothing out there. There, there are self-care boxes out there um, therapeutic boxes, but there's such a strong focus on relaxation techniques, which are so great. I mean, who doesn't love a glass of wine in a bubble bath, a pedicure and online shopping? You're speaking my language. (laughs) Yes. Like I will preach that all day long, but there's just something about that intentionality, like behind it. Like we need to be intentional with our self-care Like, it's not just, oh, I had a really hard day. I need to go take a bubble bath and drink an entire bottle of wine. Like, not shaming that, but why? Like, why do I need this bubble bath right now? Okay, I'm not doing well. Okay, what can I do in my bubble bath? Okay, let's practice some mindfulness techniques. Maybe I can read a book. Maybe um, uh, after my bubble bath, when I'm all calm and relaxed, I'm able to even like take a minute to breathe, journal all my thoughts down. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can do, like when you take all of those anxious and like all those thoughts that are in your head and like put them down on paper so and you're using so many more senses and the more senses that you can use when it comes to those anxious thoughts, like you have, you're able to more easily rewrite that story that your anxiety is telling you, you know, like you need to get all those thoughts out, just like word vomit all those thoughts. So it's really the intentionality behind it. So I'm like, okay, so how can we be more intentional with our self-care? And it really comes down to the holistic view of self-care and making sure we're not just we're not just focusing on that physical self-care of relaxation, but we're also focusing on that mental and emotional. And when we are taking care of all three of those things, then we can 
become more self-aware and then that self-awareness can help us further identify what we need. So like maybe you need to go on medication, maybe you need to go to therapy, maybe you need uh, a different job. There's all these things that are so hard to identify and pinpoint when we're not taking care of ourselves because those things just keep piling up higher and higher, higher. I know, especially as a mom working full time, like I don't have time for that. No one has time for self-care. Let me tell you that. Like no one has time for it. Like you have to make the time for it. You just have to, you have to be intentional. You have to be conscious and like you, you will feel better once it becomes a practice. It's not just that one bubble bath. It's not just that one face mask. It's the intentions every single day and making it part of your everyday habits, just like working out and just like making sure you're eating well for your body. All these things that like we know are important, like we just need to apply those practices to self-care. Yeah. And I love that because it's all about consistency in anything you do. And Mm -hmm. you could look at it in a way of like, think about your inner mean girl and the, the voices that are saying like beating you down. That's she's wrong. Yeah. And that's so loud because it's so consistent. But what if you chose to change that voice and change it and, and constantly practice and journal out those thoughts and listen to it? If you do that every single day, your mindset and your inner voice will change. Just like when you're doing a workout or just when you're doing eating healthier, once you stay consistent, you will start seeing results. It's like putting little pebbles into your pile. You'll start to build this big freaking mountain. Right. So I love, I love that you said that. And like, it's all like, yes, you can take all the bubble baths. Yes. You can drink all the wine, like totally here for it, but it's really is digging deep, deeper into why you're feeling that way and asking Mm -hmm. that question and noticing it, not just masking it because that way, if you're masking it, it will only come back stronger more and more and more. So we have to really be intentional and taking that time for ourselves because once we're filling our cup first, we're able to show up better as a wife, as a mom, as a coworker, as a friend, you know, we're able to show up better. So when you're putting in that time and filling your cup first every single day with that consistency, you become the best version of yourself and you'll fall back in love with yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's so important to remember that we shouldn't just be practicing self-care when we are so burnt out that we are just like dead on the, on our bed. Can't like, you know, like that's why we, another reason we need to make it intentional and um, a part of our everyday routine and practice, because it is more than just self-care is more than just when you're burnt out. And when it's more than just when you burn the candle at both ends, it, if we make it part of our practice, it's very likely that we won't get to that point of being burnt out, at least as often. So I know you were saying like with depression and everything, and I love that analogy you were saying, like, you're just so close to them, like, but you just feel like you cannot get there. Um, did you show your depression on the outside or were you someone that kind of like hit it? A little bit and we're like you like for me I I had depression meds um, back in high school and I hit it very well like no one knew and I like I was a social butterfly I was at all the parties I was doing all these things but again I was masking it with alcohol um, 
fake friendships that like, I don't even talk to anymore, but you know, I was just curious, like, did you show it or tell anyone or? Yeah. So I have struggled with depression since I was about 14 years old at 14 was the beginning of my journey with disordered eating. Um, not feeling enough, not feeling that, um, I was pretty enough or skinny enough or this or that at 14 summer before my eighth grade year. And from that, I, my anxiety got way worse and my depression started, but I did not understand at that time that I was feeling depressed. I just knew that I didn't like the way I felt. So at that time in my life, I hit it and I repressed it. And I didn't, I mean, in the culture we grow up in and, and we live in, we're told that like sadness is a negative emotion we can talk about that more. Like no emotion is negative. I say that all, no emotion is negative. Every emotion is important. Um, I'll say it again. No emotion is negative. Like even with my toddler, like my three-year-old, his name is Everett. When he gets angry, I, I validate his feelings. I'm like, I'm so sorry. You're angry right now, but we don't pull our dog's tail when we're angry. It's like, you know, it's like, it, it's your actions from that yeah. emotion. But anyway, so um, how I showed depression. So I'd say in my teenage years, it was definitely repressed. I didn't tell anyone about it then because I thought I was broken. I thought there was something wrong with me. That's the point when I was um, a sophomore in high school, I began cutting myself and I, I had no other, I didn't know what to do. I just, I was, I was in so much pain. Um, I did attempt suicide my sophomore year of high school as well. I was a month away from turning 16. Um, I'm incredibly thankful that I'm still here to be able to tell my story. Um, but it was a very, very dark time in my life. Um, I really, really didn't want to feel that sad anymore. So I began to repressing it, I began repressing it even more. Um, no one, none of my friends knew that I was depressed until they started seeing my scars and asking why they were there and make up excuses. And, um, and then when I was 16, almost 17, my junior year of high school, I started having debilitating panic attacks to the point where um, the ambulance was called to my high school. And I became that girl who the ambulance was called. Uh, they happened probably one to six times a week, depending on what was going on. Sometimes it was a test. Sometimes it was absolutely nothing. Sometimes it was in PE class and I just started having a panic attack and panic attacks are huge when you've been repressing a lot of emotion um, because your body doesn't, your body can only handle so much and your body is so smart and your brain is so smart and it tries to tell you that there is something wrong and you need to take care of yourself or there's something going on with you, not necessarily wrong. I do want to correct that. Um, and then as I grew up, I continued to repress more and more. Uh, then I started learning more ab about emotional health, emotional intelligence. Um, I started opening up more about what I was going through to friends and friends shared that they were going through very similar things. And I'm like, okay, so what if we just talked about it? What if we, and not everyone's comfortable talking about what they're going through and that's so okay. But if you just have like your core group of people, those people who are your safe people to talk to, I promise you will not feel as alone because they say one in four Americans experience 
um, anxiety or depression within their lifetime. I personally believe it's more, obviously I don't have stats to, to back that up, but that's a large percentage of people. So it's very likely that one of your safe loved ones um, also is experiencing it and you can, you can talk to them about what's going on. But I um, went through a separation from my, um, my now ex-husband in 2015. And that was my next, like, my, my, probably one of my biggest, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm so depressed. Like what's going on? We ended up getting back together. And at that moment, I'm like, my emotional and mental health are so important. I need to focus on this. So I started reading, researching, talking, asking questions about like, how do I become more emotionally healthy? I got back into therapy. I got on medication. I started really becoming um, more intentional with my self-care. So over the last five years, um, I, I feel like when it came to the point of when my ex and I did come to the decision that we needed to separate for good um, and get divorced, I think at that point I was finally at a point where, yes, I was depressed, like that's never going to go away um, necessarily, especially if you're predisposed to mental health issues. But I think I was more prepared to handle. And, and I think it's just, so, so when it came to this bout of depression, um, I was very, very open to all my friends and family. I'm like, I'm not doing well. I am depressed. I'm not doing well. And, um, I think it was really, really vital to my healing personally to be open about what was going on. Yeah. And I feel like that's so important to number one, have that circle of trust with people like, you know, just those people that you can say anything to. And if you mm -hmm. don't have that right now, message us, we will be there for you because yes, yes. like you're never, ever, ever alone. Okay. So, but I, love that you said no motion is negative and yes. we, we teach that also because I work as an elementary school in in the elementary school here oh we do that we do that with our students too because um it really is they get down on themselves and they get embarrassed when they might like be mad about something oh. and they're like oh I don't want to go back and play because I'm embarrassed I just got like mad at something and so we kind of are teaching them that which I love that you said that so um another thing is how do you suggest like sharing and opening up, let's say to like your family about how you're feeling? Oh, I mean, that's, it's so, it's so hard depending on your family dynamic, I mm -hmm. think has a lot to do Definitely. with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think even so when, when I had my suicide attempt and I was, and I was cutting and my disordered eating was at its worst, I mean, that was when I was 15. So almost 15 years ago. And I think even just in the last 15 years, our culture has come leaps and bounds more um, accepting and more, um, more resources are available when it comes to mental health. I know that at 15, my parents didn't know how to respond. They're amazing, loving parents but they had no idea how to respond. And now, 15 years later, how my parents respond to my anxiety or my siblings' anxiety. Um, I have a little seven-year-old sister who is showing so many signs of anxiety and 
bless her heart, she's the most empathetic, beautiful human, but the way my parents respond to her anxiety is so different. So I think that it's, it's really awesome now because like more people are talking about it. So I think it can be easier, not necessarily easier, but well, maybe at least to be able to open up to people. I would start with who you feel safest with, whether that's a parent or a sibling or your best friend. Make sure you open up to someone who you um, are confident will respond in a, an empathetic, loving way. They may not know what to say. It may just be a hug. It may just be, and I love you. Because it is still, again, like we're, we're still fighting that stigma of mental health, even though it has gotten better. So start with someone you feel really safe with. Just maybe not even try and make it a big deal. Just, just be like, hey, I'm not doing great. I'm not sure what that means, but I think I'm struggling with depression or I think I'm struggling with anxiety or I was researching my symptoms. Can you help me not spiral? <laughs> and um, so yeah, start with who you're safest with and then it becomes a little bit easier to open up to other people. So maybe if you don't have a very close relationship with your parents, um, that can help you like, bridge that, uh, that ability to then talk to them. Um, if you do need help, um, getting on medication or finding a therapist or whatever the case may be. So yeah, I would, I would start with who you feel safe with. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And like, even if you're nervous to go and talk to someone about it, I know you said you like journaling and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even just like sitting down and being like, okay, how am I feeling? And literally just doing a huge brain dump. Anything that comes to mind and and just be able to get your thoughts on paper and that might help you be able to articulate it better to your parents or your friends or even like a teacher if you're really resonating with that teacher, you know, like someone that you feel safe with and connected with and someone that you trust with your, your soul, right? Like you want to be able to trust yeah, them 100%. Yeah. So I definitely definitely recommend like journaling and getting those thoughts out in case you're just confused on like how to even word it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You could also even write someone a letter if you don't feel comfortable yes. saying it out loud. Um, that just like made me remember, like I, even beyond like mental health struggles, I would write my parents letters as a kid because I'm like, I don't know how to like talk to you about this. Um, or even friends. And that was like a really, a really good way, at least I found to be able to start the conversation because there's, you don't have to look someone in the eye and like fear what their reaction may or may not be. And it also gives you time to calm down, take a breath. It gives them time to kind of digest it because I mean, depending on what you're sharing with them, it could be really, really big news, news that they're maybe not, not like ready or prepared for. So it gives them a minute and then you can come um, together and have a conversation further about it in person. Yeah. I definitely fully believe in like journaling and anything like that. When you, uh, are, yeah. when you're just feeling like, oh my gosh, I have way too many things, too many words in my head that are talking to me and all these things. I just need to get it out. And that's just such a great way, especially if you're struggling with anxiety, um, mm -hmm. just to get that out. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about like, what does your like self-care look like now? Like, like, what do you do on a day to day? I know you said like Tuesdays are your day where you really are really intentional about it in the morning. So I just would love, I'm just curious, like what does yeah. they look like for you? So one thing I think it's important to keep in mind is that within each like, season of life, you may need a different 
self-care routine. You may need different self-care tools in your toolbox to help you through different things in life. Like pre-pandemic Camille is very different than like in the middle of pandemic while trying to raise a toddler on my own and start a business. So um, that's a huge thing to keep in mind because if a big life event happens and all of a sudden you're like, I had such a good self-care routine down and now I don't, um, that's okay. Take a breath, see what does and doesn't work, implement new things. But currently right now, since I'm working from home and um, there are uh, two mornings a week that I don't have my son, I really, and it makes me really sad. Like I still, even almost a year later, I don't know when it gets easier. People tell me it gets quote unquote easier to be without your kid. Um, but right now I am not great on days I don't have him. So I really try and be intentional specifically on those days to be like, okay, what are things that I can't do when I do have my child? I can't sleep in. So those two days I sleep in. I get a cup of coffee and I maybe send some emails in bed. I know they say you shouldn't do that. But for me, like I've found that's like really therapeutic for me where I can just like stay in my pajamas and have a cup of coffee and just like start my day off like a little bit slower. And the sleeping in is like huge. Um, but I really, really try and be intentional with journaling every single day. For a little while, I was journaling at the beginning of the day, like before I got my son up and at the end of the day before I went to bed, I found that to be a little bit um, more, I bit off a little more than I could chew, if you will. Um, and that's okay. You like have all these goals of like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then if you can't follow through, because maybe, maybe during certain times of life, you may not have time for like a hundred self-care things. So like find the things that like really resonate with you and really help you. So, but I do try and and journal every single day, even if it's just a couple sentences, like I'm exhausted and I can't figure out what to even write right now. That tells you a lot about what's going on with you. You're like, wow, I'm so exhausted. I can't even journal. And I love journaling. What's going on it helps you like check in with yourself. Um, and one thing I always, always do is I check in with myself in the morning. I ask myself, how am I doing? And what do I need today? I'm like, how am I? Oh, how, how am I doing? And then from that answer, I can be like, okay, I probably need to go on a walk before I do any work today. I probably need to um, watch an episode of Netflix, before, like on Netflix before I go to bed. Like there are just certain things that like, it's very dependent on how I'm feeling. And I just really try and listen to my body when it comes to when you need mentally and emotionally, just like when it comes to like food and working out. Cause like, there are some days where I'm like, I, it would stress me too, too much, stress me out too much right now to do an hour long workout. So I'm just going to do some stretches or maybe I skip today and just take a walk around the block with my kid and my dog. You know, it's really about making sure you're not overextending yourself just to get all this self-care in and doing things that like you need for that day and not being like, well, last week I can manage all of these things and work and self-care and all that. Like, remember that every day is different and that's so okay. And the fact that you are recognizing new behaviors, and new patterns, you're becoming so much more self-aware and that is amazing. I 
just like, as you were saying that I was thinking like self-care is you're not comparing, you're not competing with anything. Right. You're not yeah, trying it's just to, for you. Yeah. You're not trying yeah. to be a goal. It's like, for me, like I am such a list person. Like I can write lists all day. Mm-hmm. And some, I used to like catch myself. Oh my gosh, Shannon, you didn't, you didn't like take a shower today. You didn't go for a walk today. You didn't do this. And I'm like, Shannon, it's okay. Like you need to be thinking about this as what do you need for you right now in this moment? Yes. And yes how is yes. that going to make you healthy, ha- happy? And then also what is beating yourself up going to do? That's going to revert mm. all of the work that you just did. Right. So yeah, that, that is your anxiety lying to you. You yeah. rewrite that story. Be like, no, I'm going to have a lazy Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to, yes. I just posted on yellow project the other day. And I think you commented on it. I was like, yeah. I was like it is okay to have an unproductive day. In fact, like I encourage it. I think I need we it. all have a lazy day, like as many days as you want. Like yeah. if your body is needing, it's again, I go back to like the physical health. If your body is needing certain types of foods, like you may need Oreos and that's fine. Eat Oreos. Yes. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like feed your body what it needs. And, but if you want to eat like an entire box of Oreos, like, okay, what does this, what does this mean right now? Check in with yourself. Don't shame yourself for eating an entire box of Oreos. Be like, okay, like, what does this mean? How am I doing? Like, why did I eat an entire box of Oreos? It truly is like an inner dialogue. It, it really is. And it's being your own best friend and asking those questions, not being your worst critic, not being a bully to yourself, being Mm -hmm. a best friend. If your friend was like, oh my God, I need to go like stuff my face with Oreos. What would you say to her? Be like, okay, like, but why? Like, you know, like, yeah, like I would on? ask my, yeah. like, how are you feeling? Because maybe she just got broken up with, or maybe she just had an awful day at work, or maybe she just got in a fight with someone, you know? So you need to be talking to yourself like you would your best friend. So I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me kind of think of like, okay, so you have the boxes and all the things like, how did you know like what to pick for the boxes or okay. like, I don't, I'm just so curious. Like, I don't want you to tell me what's in it. It is going to be no, so yeah. surprise, but like, how do you decide? <laughs> okay. So back to like the intentional self-care portion and focusing on the holistic view of self-care of mental, emotional, and physical self-care. I'm like, okay, every single box needs to have at least one item for each of those things. So there's in every box, there's something that will help you with your emotional care, something with your mental care, health care, and then something with your physical. So like, for example, in past boxes, um, for your physical self-care, I had like an essential oil, like roller ball that helps like ease. It was, it was called a head ease roller. So like helps with headaches. Like obviously yeah. if like you just got in a car accident and like your whole body hurts, like this little roller isn't going to help that, but it's going to help just even just take a minute to help you recognize like, oh, wow, I'm having so much tension across my shoulders. That's where I want to put it, put this like, yeah, it helps for a minute, but like, what's the underlying cause of that? Is it my stress? Is am I holding all my stress in my shoulders? So it's not just an item that will help you with that part of your self-care, but hopefully trigger like why that is going on. And then, um, I've had a couple different types of journals, um, like, a coloring book with color, colored pencils. Um, I always have like some type of treat in every box too, because that's important for your emotional, mental, and physical self-care. Um, I try to make it a little bit healthier 
And I also really focus on purchasing from small businesses. Not everything is from a small business, but um, I would say 90% of the items are uh, from small businesses within the US, the big goal of ours. Um, but yeah, I am constantly asking like my friends and family, loved ones, Instagram, like, what do you want to see in this box? What will help you with your self-care? And I take those ideas and I'm like, okay, how do I find this? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait to get my box. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for to get yours. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then every, every month has a different theme just with like the typical, um, a subscription box. Um, the first one was called, how are you? And it was all about checking in with yourself and how you're doing. Um, and there were different items that all had to do with checking in with yourself and how you're doing. And then we had rest and relax about intentional rest and intentional relaxation beyond just the general relaxation, um, band-aid self-care. Um, and the one that just launched for August is called take time sunshine. And, um, it's about taking time to take care of yourself in the outdoors. Um, because it is just, it's so, so amazing for your, yourself, your mental health and your emotional health to get outside. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't even know. Sometimes I like wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I should put this in a box. But um, yeah, I welcome anyone's ideas. I want this to be curated like for everyone purchasing it. Like, what do you want? What do you, what do you want? What would be ideal for your self-care? Yeah, exactly. So like, um, who would the box be good for? Let's just say like, who yeah. are you kind of like saying like, hey, this is something for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pers- I'm a personal believer in self-care is for everyone. And I mean everyone. Um, I would say right now, since we're a brand new company, we're just launching, it does skew pretty like stereotypically female um, just with the types of items that are in the box. And I am welcoming all suggestions for like, what do men do for self-care? Because I feel like we're, it's already really hard for like men to like normalize their own emotions and I want them to take care of themselves. So I'm like working really hard on, um, things that like men specifically would like, not that I got on categories and like only women will like this box. Cause I've had actually a lot of guys buy the boxes and like tell me that how much they loved it. So even that like is the awesome. candle, like, I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, um, the self-care box is, is for you purchase it for yourself, invest in yourself and your self-care. It's also great for a gift. I get, um, emails almost every day of people like, I, I re- can you include this note? Um, my friend's dad just passed away and I really want to make sure she's taking care of herself because of COVID. I can't fly to go see her. Um, and so it's, it's for so many different types of situations. And we also offer a handwritten note in every box so we can really personalize it and make sure it really feels like a gift of self-care from you to someone else. Um, but yeah, self-care is for everyone. And we're constantly working on creating more products and more, um, more ways to make this, this self-care for absolutely everyone. Hope in the future, we're going to have um, specific uh, emotion, emotion and self-care for like even kids. We can have like a grief box, a postpartum box. I really want everyone to be taking care of themselves. I love that. That is so good. And I totally agree. Everyone should be practicing self-care and, you know, like I try and get my husband, I bought him these like little, um, massage. They're like kind of like lacrosse balls. 
But oh, yeah, um, yeah. like these massage things, because yeah. he lifts a lot at work and he's okay. like, he's not about self-care or anything like, but I'm trying to get him. And then like each night, like before we eat dinner, we actually do like a five minute stretching routine just to love like, it. yeah. So, it. And it's a great chance for you to just like sit down, relax and like talk to each other and connect and talk about our days and we're stretching and, and really like tuning in to what our bodies need. Right. So yeah, I'll have to ask him and I'll give you some suggestions. Be like, babe, what would yeah. you like? <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a poll. I personally believe that like, like a guy should be doing face masks and yeah. all these things. Like, I think we need to like normalize self-care in general, that it's not just for like, for women. It's absolutely for everyone. It's like one step at a time, but like, yeah, face masks. I love those lacrosse balls. Those are so good for, for muscles and muscle tension. Exactly. And like, I'm trying to get him into my manifestation life <laughs> and I'm like, babe, so what is like, we were talking at dinner. So I'm trying to like get him to see like, what do you want? What do you want for your life? What house do we want to live in? Like what car do you mm. want to drive? Like all of these things. So I feel like a fun set of cards for men specifically on like, maybe yeah, like getting yeah. them to each day, like think of something Bail- man manifestation card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. So, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to buy a box. Like I'm just so excited. I'm definitely going to go. So, like, okay. Oh, thank so you. if our listeners are like, all right, I need to go snag a box right now. Where do they go? How do they get it? All the things. Yes. So you can find us on Instagram, yellow project co yellow project co. Um, and then it's the same for our website yellowprojectco.com, yellowprojectco.com. And we have a couple different boxes right now. Um, we have our Take Time Sunshine box and we're doing a flash sale on last month's box as well um, to open up more room for more inventory for the next box. And just for your listeners, I'll give you a, a special discount code for $5 off and let's just make it wine. $5 off any box. <laughs> Use the discount code wine. Um, yeah. And if, uh, and if you're looking for something that's more of like a smaller gift to give someone, um, or maybe you want to buy like a self-care gift for your kid's teacher this year, as we're starting this crazy, um, crazy new year for teaching, whether you're going at home or um, going to school, we have some mini self-care packages as well. Um, that inc- that are either a mental, emotional, or a physical self-care package. I also be happy to curate any package if you just want to send us an email at hello at yellowprojectco.com um, so we can curate something special for a loved one. Awesome. So I will put all of those in the show notes for Yay. everyone to find, which thank you so much for that discount code. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited. So <laughs> uh, just thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy day to come in and chat with my listeners today. I really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. We'll have to come back and like talk more when you yeah. like, oh, and get more packages. I just love this Absolutely. whole topic. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. So, all right, everyone, if this episode resonates with you, screenshot and tag us both on Instagram, yellow project 
Co. and Shannon Shaheen Fitness. We are just so thankful for you and I hope this helped you today. And like I always say, go pour yourself a glass of wine because it's never good to keep things bottled up. I'll see you next week. Bye guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you.